This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. We left off on the bottom of Yudbeis, Amid Beis, where we were trying to reconcile our Mishnah, which sounds like it's not shy for a katana to give birth, because it says that you can't have a mother-in-law who gave birth to your wife. She can't do Mian. It's not possible because she's a Gedailah. But then we have a Brisa that says Shemitasabra Vishematamas about a katana, that maybe she could that there's a possibility for her to give birth and then it's dangerous for her. So we had Rav Safra that says Banamaraim that once a person has Banim, that is like Simonim that proves that she's a Gedail of Istamri Banam Adifimi Simonim, that it's even greater than Simonim. Says the Gemara Mainaf Gamina on the bottom of Yubeizim Bebeiz. That Filo Rabbi Yehuda, even Rabbi Yehuda, who we try to say, we already said earlier in Gemaras that the Mishnah is going with Rabbi Yehuda, Taisa explains, so that we're trying to fit him in here. Even according to Rabbi Yehuda, that's, that usually when there's only Shtei Cyrus, that's not enough for him. That he needs more of an assurance that she's a G'dayla until it's Yarba Shachar, there's a lot of Cyrus. He's Maida by Banim, that since Banim Adifim Simanim, then that would work. For Azvid Amar Azvid, who holds that if a person brings Simanim before Taich Yud Beis, Rashi explains. Then that's enough. Rav Zvidamar ain't banim below simonim. That he says that if someone has banim, that's a raya that they have simonim, and that would be enough, even if they're under the Yud Shana, that would be enough, because we have a Chazaka, explains Rashi, that, that someone that's Yeled is Pekatnas Chazaka via simonim. And therefore, once they bring Simonim, even Besaych Yud Beishan, Alaytimayin, they can't do Mian, the Hani Simonim Gimurim Ninu, the Sphere Leilor of Zvid, Taifs Man Kalachas Man Lenin Simon, Velamrin Shumanu, we don't say it was a growth, we say that these Ataka Simonim, and it helps even Taich Yud Beis. Frechtemar, why do you have to be Saimech on a Chazaka? Why do you have to assume that she has Cyrus? Venivdaik, when she has a child, why don't you just check? Chayshin Hashem was scared that maybe that she had it and fell out. That's good according to the Mandam that says your Chayshish, that you're concerned that it might have fallen out. But according to the Mandam that holds in Chayshishin, so why don't you just check? And for the Gemara, and Afil Mandam Rein even if you hold in Chayshin, that we don't think it falls out, Mishim Sarlei, the Chayshin on, when a, when a girl gives birth, because of the tzarleida, then it could fall out. Kate's the pites of How do we know that it's, that it's Sara, that if it's Sara goes, and instead of marrying, you have three brothers, Reuven, Shimon, Levi. Reuven dies without kids. He is married to Shimon's daughter. So the tzara, both the daughter and the tzara, don't fall to Shimon. Instead, the tzara went and married Levi. Then Levi died without kids, and now the tzara falls again to Shimon. So the question is, she can't go to Shimon because she's already an Erva, an Eshazah from when she was married to Ruvain. What about the, the co-wives of Levi? Could they fall to Shimon? So we say no, they don't. It says, by Achais Isha, it says, which is where we learn that it's Sarah's Pater, it mentions, when it mentions that Sarah, it says Litzra. Instead of saying Latzor, it says Litzrar. 
So therefore we learn that even a tsarist tsar is going to be potter. Litzra, a tsarist tsarist harbe, that even many tsars, even if the tsar goes on and marries someone else, and then she has co-wives, in all those cases is going to potter the tsarist tsar and the tsarist tsar tsar forever. Ravashi Amaravashi says, Svari, you don't need a Pasuk. Tsara, my time asira. Why is the first Tsara, Ruvain, is married to Shimon's daughter, and there's a Tsara? Why is the Tsara Pater? Because she was a co-wife with an erva, with Ruvain's daughter, with Shimon's daughter. My time asira, the Makam Erva Kaima. Tsara, Tsara, not Makam Erva Kaima. When that Tsara goes and marries Levi, the first Tsara, she's already infected as an Eshazach. She has a regular, she's a regular Eshazach to Shimon. So therefore, when she marries Levi's Levi, the co-wives of Levi are now married to an erva to Shimon. So therefore, it's, and then that keeps on going anyway. So therefore, you don't need a pasta. Kate said in Mesu, the Mishnah says that if Ruvain is married to two women and one's an erva and one's not, if the erva dies before Ruvain dies, so now when Ruvain dies, he's not married to an erva because she died or he divorced her, then the tsar does fall to Shimon, even though Shimon the first wife that died or was divorced was an ever to Shimon. So says the Marva, Filukanasulbasaiv Girish. That the uh, the Armishna holds that even if Ruvain was married to the Erva and the Tsara at the same time. So therefore we and still when the, when Ruvain um divorces or the Erva or the Erva dies, the Tsar can marry Shimon after Ruvain dies without kids. Even we don't say that the Erva somehow infected the uh, the Tsara. And that the tsar now is, has an erva, she had a relate, she was married at the same time to an erva, and therefore she can never marry Shimonot. Even if Ruvain first married the tsar, and only then mar- divorced the erva, still, if Ruvain dies without kids, the erva, the tsar could marry Shimon, because the erva is not around anymore. Frank tomorrow, Uriminu, I'll ask you a steer on that. Uh, the, uh, it's, we have a Mishnah, Later on, Daflamad Amaralf, it says, Gimalachin. If you have three brothers, Shnai Memnesum Bezachias. Two brothers, Ruvin and Shimin, marry Rachel and Leah, two sisters. Vechad Nasi Nachris. And Levi, a third brother, married a different woman, not related. Girashachimni Baliachias. One of the first two brothers, let's say Ruvain, divorced Rachel. He married, he divorced one of the sisters. So he, the sister is out. Ishta, <coughs> One of the es ishtai, it says on the side. If one of the brothers who married one of the sisters divorced his wife, and then the the brother who didn't who married the non relative, let's say in our case we're calling him Levi, he died. The Kansamagarish and the one who divorced his wife, Ruvain, married Levi's wife. Let's keep track over here. Umes, and then he died. So he was originally married to the sister of Shimon's wife, which would have been a problem if Reuven would have died married to the wife of Shimon, to his wife was the sister of the wife of Shimon, then Reuven's wife would never have been able to fall to Shimon, and any co-wife of Reuven would have been able to fall to Shimon. But here, before he ever married his second wife, which was the wife of Levi, he divorced his first wife. Zui Shamru, this is the case that we said, Shemesu, in It says the Mishnah later on, Daflamid, that this is the case that if someone dies, if the, 
Erva dies and Yiskarshu or, or is divorced, her same mutar is Tzara's mutar. But you see, what case does the Mishnah bring down on the Flamid? Brings down a case where Reuben first divorced his wife, then married the wife of Levi, so they were never together in the same, with the same husband. Taima de Girish Rachachachachanas. That's because it sounds like because he first divorced his wife and then he married Levi's wife. But if he first married Levi's wife, and then he divorced his wife, which was the sister of the wife of Shimon Loi, it sounds like from the mission that wouldn't work. So we have a steer on Rabbi Yirmi. Rabbi Yirmi says, Tavra, break it up, split it up. You're right, the two Tanoim are not the same. Our Tanoim, our mission says that Reuven could be married to two wives at the same time, and as long as he divorced the Arab or the Erva died, so then the Tsar could fall to Shimon. But the Tana later on, the Aflam, it doesn't hold like that. Misha Shonazu, Le Shonazu. Hi, Tana Savar, Misa Mapels. Our Tana holds that it's the Misa that makes them fall to Yibam. The Yibam starts, the Dine Yibam, everything starts only at the time of the Misa. And therefore, as long as if at the time of the Misa, the Erva is not around anymore, either she was divorced or she died. So then, the falling happens then, so then, and at the time of the falling, the tsar didn't have any erva around. The high tana sovereign, the tana later on, the flamidols, nisun rishaynim apilim, that the falling starts, the yibum, everything goes into place at the time when those women are married to Ruvain, and therefore, the, the tsara gets a, a, affected and infected by the erva, she has a shaykhist to the erva, and therefore, even if Ruvain then divorces the erva, or the erva dies, the tsar is pater. Rav Amar Rav says, no, lo'ilam chatanu. You could say that both of them are the same, sometimes we have in Shaz, where we'll say something, and then we'll then say something a little bit more obvious, zu, we first say zu this, we don't have to say that the next case, but we do, it's our way of saying, and of course, we don't have to say that this will be the halacha in a different case, Katani, that's what we learned. So in the first Mishnah, where they were married together, uh, the Tana holds, that still, if the if the Erevah dies first, or is divorced, then the Tsar falls to Shem. And the Ein Tsar Lamerzun, we don't have to say a case, it's obvious the, the case on Daflamid where they weren't even married together because Ruvain first divorced his Erva wife, the, the Erva Tashimin, or she died before he ever married the, the co-wife who was the wife of Levi. And therefore, that's obvious that the Tsar will fall to Shimon. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.